thank you, Father God, for this day, oh, Father God. I thank you for this opportunity, oh, Father God, to share your word, oh, Father God. May you use me as a vessel, Father God, to bring forth what you want um, your sons and daughters to um, learn, oh, Father God, this week and to carry on for the rest of their life, oh, Father God. I thank you, thank you, thank you so much. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. All right, you guys may all be seated. So when Pastor first asked me to preach about two weeks ago, I originally said no. <laughs> um, but then on our Friday service, our Christmas tree lighting, I got moved so much in that service that I was like, I have no other recourse but to say yes, Pastor. And no sooner did I say yes is when God just messed up my heart and was like, this is what you're going to say. And um, I entitled this message, The Journey of Life with Grace. Um, I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 through 10. I'm going to chop it up a little bit as I speak today, so just keep it on hand. Um, I'm going to read from 4 to 7 right now. Um, it says in the NLT version, But God is so rich in mercy. And he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Jesus Christ. So God can point to us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. I want to focus on verse 7 right now. I just read from the NLT. And, you know, sometimes some versions you're like, eh, it sounded all right. So I went to New King James Version. Thanks to Tony. I always revert back to New King James Version. And so I'm going to read chapter, um, verse 7 in the New King James Version. It says that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. So then I was like, ages to come, that he might show his riches and grace. Like, what is he talking about? So I looked up the word ages, and I said, wow, that's another word for generations. So I'm going to reread it, but with generation. It says that in the generations to come, he might show his exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. So I said, wow, God, you saved us by grace so that not just for right now, but like for future generations, so in thinking, I'm like, yeah, amen. So it so happens that Liam Jonas was born on Friday. And God knows all things, right? You, I, wrote, I wrote this on Tuesday, I think. And all throughout the week, you know, you ponder on what you're going to talk about. But it didn't hit me until yesterday. Um, it was the first time I met Awilda's mom. And, you know, you first meet somebody, you're like, oh, my gosh, what are they going to think? You know, um, but we got to talking like I felt like I knew her forever. And I was like, wow, God, I was just looking around because it was Awoda, Jonas, the baby, Geneva, and myself. And I said, wow, God, this is what you're talking about. God's grace and favor. This is three generations in this room right here. She's not saved. And he's the product of your grace and favor. I was like, amen. That was just confirmation of, wow, God, you're awesome. And um, your grace does exceed not only for today, but for future generations. Because who, we, a world that can be my witness, right? I don't want no more babies after Geneva, right? 
we didn't expect it, and he's here. And I'm like, wow, God, you always know what you're doing. And so um, that verse, so I said, wow, in my own version, I, um, in my own words, I, um, verse 7, I said, wow, so you're saying in the ages, years to come, you created me and saved me so that you can show your exceeding riches and grace towards us? That's powerful. And so in that same verse, this whole chapter is talking about God's grace and favor. And if you know anything about the definition of grace, it says it means God's kindness or kindness beyond what is due or usual. So hmm, what's, due, what's due or unusual, really, because when we come to church, we're usually broken. And we're like, all right, God, I'm here. I'm done. Just save me, and that's it. And you think you're going to walk this life, you know, skipping, like, yay. <laughs> you know, you saved me. Let's do this. But there's a journey right? And so um, I, in, in talk, in thinking about grace and, and journey, I also was brought to the meaning of my name. And I'm like this big wig. Elizabeth knows my coworker. I'm this big wig on meanings of names, right? So I remember telling my mom, I don't know how old I was. I always told her, I hate my name, mom. Like, why did you have to call me Johanna? I hate that name. Nobody has that name. It's, ugh. And she was like, did you look up the meaning? I'm going to tell you the meaning. So in Hebrew, my name means gift from God. And in Swedish, it means gracious. Put those two together is God is gracious, right? So I was like, all right, all right, God is gift. God's gift from God. I'm a gift to my mom. Awesome, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to be careful, right, when you uh, are judgmental with God's gift because we are God's gift, right? So I'm like, all right, God, and I'm a gift to my mom. And what, right? So it wasn't until I've grown up, now I'm 30 years old, I celebrated the Big 30 in July, <laughs> and um, I didn't see, I didn't realize God's grace over my entire life from conception to now, 30 years later, and you know, you're like, all right, God, I've done the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you still, like, use me? That's crazy if you think about it, because you can be stuck at Oh, but I lied yesterday. Oh, but I cheated yesterday or years ago. Like, how are you going to use me? So that brings me to the next verse, which is 8 and 9 of the same chapter, chapter 2 of Ephesians. And it says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things you have done. So none of us can boast about it. It's like, whoa, all right. So you're telling me that you saved me by grace, but I can't even say, like, it was me who did this, right? It's all you, God. That I, I, I can't say, well, all right, I was raised by, in a Christian home. Thanks, thanks for my mom, right? But my mom, if you ever ask her uh, about how she's raised us, she'll always give glory to God. And I think I, I, I thank her for doing that because even at work, uh, um, people know me as two things, I always say, an amazing daughter and a phenomenal teacher. And every day at work, everybody's like, oh, Johanna, how do you do what you do? Because I get the kids that nobody wants, right? I have the students with special needs that, that range from the ages of 5 to 14. And I can say, honestly, standing here, I know I can't do what I do here in church or at work without his grace and favor over my life. Um, because it is a journey with them too, 
he didn't just create me for a gift for my mom or a gift for church. He created me for them. He thought about them, the kids that I, I, I teach day in and day out, back when before I was even thought of in my mom's womb. And when, you, when I sit here and I stand here and I think, wow, God, like, even when you are on the cross, like, you were thinking of a Michaela and Liam and Geneve, like, you thought of them. I wasn't even thinking that. Back when I said, I hate my name. I hate, like, my life, right? God was like, I got it. You're going to go through a journey, but it's for my glory to be shown. And so people see the end product. I always tell Ross, people always, you know, amazing daughter, phenomenal teacher, but they don't know what it took to get here. They didn't know at 13 years old when my mom moved us from Harlem that I was a 13-year-old going to Maywood, New Jersey, a mile-long town with one of five Hispanic families that I didn't know what a noun and verb was. I was so behind. We were just joking, my brother and I, the other day. They gave me an algebra problem. I think it was N plus 8 equals whatever. And I was like, the teacher was like dumbfounded. She was like, you, do you know what that is? I was like, no clue. I just see letters and numbers. Like, what is that? Okay, let's do some English, Johanna. What's a noun? What's a verb? And I felt so dumb, let me tell you, because all the other kids are like, it's a person, place, or thing. It's a this. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know anything. But people now, flash forward in 2016, don't know I had to go through a long journey from the time I was born, even 13 years old. I can talk, speak to when I was already able to remember things, but my mom could probably tell you everything before 13 years old and the journey I was on then. But I was like, to God be all the glory, because you took a, a pound and 13-ounce baby brought her out of even that back then when I was a baby to a town called Maywood, New Jersey, who she didn't know anything, to going to college where my guidance counselor at, in high school was like, well, don't think about college, Johanna. You're going to pick a trade. Do that. You'll be good at that because the only college you're going to get into is a community college. And my mom, of course, anybody that knows my mother, don't tell us or don't tell the Rodriguez family we can't do something, because we will prove you wrong, right? Even, <laughs> I just remembered something. Even when, <laughs> a couple of years ago, when she had surgery and she was like, hi, is a kite, sorry, mom, on medica <laughs> medication, I was going through my master's program while the day, actually the first day of my master's program, we got a phone call from her doctor that she needed to be rushed to the emergency room because her kidney was failing. The first day of my master's program. I remember I texted Elizabeth. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm going to stay. Should I stay? Should I go? What should I do? Turned to my mother here, right? She was like, we are not quitters. God has not called us to be quitters. You're not going to quit. So all throughout that journey, some of you know that journey was long that during that period. And God was with us. And God used my mom in that state. Me and my brother would literally write papers like, all right, she's up. All right, put your laptop away. And then every time she was asleep, did our papers. And I'm like, wow, God, even through that, you took a girl and a family who people would look at and say, wow, you know, they have a right to be, you know, down and out and not okay with God, angry at God. I remember I told Elizabeth one time, I was angry at him. Why aren't you healing my mom? Like, we've been through since we were younger, why don't you just heal her already? I'm upset. I was angry at God at one point. And again, it's the journey. If I never went through that journey with my mom, 
her testimony or our testimony would not speak to our unsafe family and friends. It brought restoration to her family. And all of us are so tight. If you follow me on Facebook, you know. We are like, I would have never imagined the tightness that we have without that. Because God, to God be the glory, I even, I, I'm like pinching myself. Like, oh my gosh, God, when is this going to end? Is it going to end? Because God is so awesome. Um, so he takes you through things you don't want to go through because he wants, it says here, he wants to show himself. He wants, we can't boast on it our own. He says, I want, I'm going to go back to that verse. It says, for he may show his exceeding riches. He, it's all him. So yes, was it rough going through the kidney journey with my mom? Was it rough having family members talk about us? Was it rough hearing from my gallons counselor I wasn't going to amount to anything? Absolutely. But to God be all the glory. If I would have never, even I'll even go a step further. Where we work is right in the inner city of Washington Heights. If I would have never gone through the journey that I went through in Harlem without learning anything, I would have never been relate to the students that I have today. I understand their struggles more because I was there first. And so not only through God who's, who's giving me strategies on how to help them, but also I can relate to them and say, you know what? I was there, guys, but you can do it. I was there, guys, as a lot of people think when they come to our school, our kids are Christian. No, they're not. About 80% of them are not. And so we, we are there being a light to them. We are their safe haven. I'm like, guys, you can do this. And so through, that, through the journey, again, it's for his purposes. So I'm going to jump to, I'm going to read a verse in Ecclesiastes, chapter 11, 5. And it says, just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in its mother's womb, you cannot understand the activities of God who does all things. And I was like, Wow. It's true. We don't know where the wind comes from. We just know when we go outside, it's freezing cold and the wind is just there, right? And when a baby's growing in, inside a mom's belly, we don't know exactly what's going on in there. But when you really think about it, or we see videos of what doctors think is happening in there, powerful stuff. Like even again, with watching Liam being born, I saw him an hour after he was born. Doctors checking his joints and his spine. I'm like, oh my gosh, like a whole baby. Like I knew about you like nine months ago and you're here, you know? And I'm like, wow, God, we don't understand what you do. And then when you think about it in that verse in Jeremiah, you created me in the innermost of my mother. That's in the dark. He created all of us, not just me, all of us with a plan and a purpose before time began. So I want to be an encouragement to you that, yes, does the journey suck? Yeah, it does. But stick it through because his favor and grace is all over that. And it will be a testimony not only to the people around you, even people you don't know. Because I met with this mom again yesterday. Didn't know her from a hole in the wall. And all I was telling her was just stories. We were just talking about family and friends. And she left there. Oh, my God. <laughs> my other coworkers here. I can't. Okay. <laughs> and... Um, God, God was all over that conversation that when we, she left, she was in tears and gave me a huge hug. I, I don't know this lady. And she was so impacted by just knowing what God has done in my life and my family's life. And she hasn't even met my mom yet. She only met one of us. And I'm like, God, thank you. Like, it's not that great going through the journey, but thank you. Because I don't know what you're doing in her life. I just met her yesterday. But whatever you're doing in her life, 
Maybe we'll see her here one day. Who knows? So thank God for the journey, right? So in uh, verse 10 of Ecclesiastes, I mean Ecclesiastes, uh, Ephesians 2, verse 10, it says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the things he had planned for us a long time ago. So the end product, right? A clay. We're God's clay, right? There's nothing. You look at a piece of clay, but an artist knows what they want to create in his hand, right? We are that clay in God's hands. He's saying, no, you think it's a hot mess, right? This morning I was listening to um, Call It Grace on YouTube, and Geneva's like, Johanna, that's a weird video. I said, watch to the end. Through the lyric video, what was happening was there's an artist with a paintbrush, and all she's doing is throwing paint on the canvas. And throughout the song, she's just throwing paint, throwing paint. Geneva's like, what? I don't understand. I said, Geneva, listen to the song and just watch the video. Paint thrown on the canvas. And then at the end of the song, all of a sudden, she throws a huge bucket of white paint on the canvas. It turns white, clean. She goes, oh, my gosh, that's what God does to us. And I say, yes, Geneva. All this mess, you saw her painting. We didn't understand. It was not a boat. It was nothing. It was just a mess, an abstract art. It was orange and black and blue, all these crazy colors. And she's like, I don't understand. Just like we are on a journey, right? I don't understand, God, what you're doing. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm serving you, but I don't get it. All mess. It looks like a mess to me, but you got this, right, God? And in the end, he washes us clean, right? And so... I have an 11-minute video that I, I, I felt on my heart that would be impactful for you guys to wrap up what I wanted to get across to you today. What I felt that God was letting you guys know that we are God masterpiece so that we can be an example through all ages, not just for today. You don't know. After we're long and dead, I always think of Pastor when he says, what do you want that middle line to be on your gravestone? You have your birth date and your death date. You want that middle line to mean something. So as you watch this video, I want you to think that. Think back on what God has brought you to, even if you're right in the middle of the journey now. Think about it and say, God, I got this. You're going to take me out of this for a reason. Maybe he doesn't make it clear what that reason is. Not today, not tomorrow, maybe years from now. Maybe you'll never know. But just be encouraged that it's his hand is upon your life. You are his masterpiece, and it's for his grace, uh, for his um hand to work in somebody else's life because like Brandon said in his preaching on a Friday it's not just for you you're going through a journey for someone else and encouraging something else so be blessed with the video um, I will be back after the video <laughs> Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship his masterpiece I don't know about you but when I get up in the morning and look in the mirror I don't really see a, a masterpiece you know I mean Maybe a Picasso, it's like, <laughs> but I want to be his masterpiece. I want to be everything he created me to be. And so I go to him in prayer and I say, dear heavenly father, do whatever it takes to mold me into the image of your son. Make me your masterpiece. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Hi. Whoa. Who are you? I'm God. You said the prayer, so here I am. You're not God. No, I am. You said the prayer. That's how it works. Okay, okay. If you're God, then uh, make it snow in here. You know what? I really don't want to make it snow in here because it'd get kind of yucky. Yeah, you're not God. Why do you say that? God wouldn't say yucky. I do. It's a Greek word. Oh. 
Okay, okay. Um, if you're God, what does Lamentations 15.9 say? Lamentations is only five chapters. It's a very short book. Oh, why was it so short? I was tired of lamenting. Oh, okay, okay. If you're God, who's going to win the World Series this year? I'm really not into playing games. Why are you so much into playing games? You are God. What well, gave it away? You answered my question with a question. I did? <sighs> yeah, I do that. Don't I? I did it again. Step right up. Here we go. Okay. All right. Hey, what are we doing? I'm going to make you my original masterpiece. This is the process. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Wait, wait. What are these about? These are the tools I'm going to use to make you into my original masterpiece. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. I thought you were a carpenter. That's my son. Step right up. Here we go. Okay. Oh, hey, God. Mm -hmm. How do you know what to chisel away and what to leave? I take out everything in your life that doesn't belong there, kind of like dead weight. Ooh, speaking of dead weight, could you chisel right here? It showed up when I was in my 20s and grew around and became back fat. I don't even know why you created that, but I can't get rid of it. I mean, I've tried everything. Like, I tried running, I tried lifting weights. My wife actually talked me into trying Pilates. That was awkward. But I can't get rid of it. So if you would just chisel around here, and then, you know what, if you chisel a line right here and maybe... Four to five, maybe eight lines right here. That would be awesome. You're funny. You made me that way. I also made the platypus. The platypus. All I'm saying is most of my children, when it comes to this process, they just want to talk, but they don't want to do the work. So do you want to talk or can I chisel? Talk, chisel, No, talk, no, chisel. no, 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 no. I choose to chisel. All right. Through my Holy Spirit, I'm going to bring up things in your life that I want you to work on. Like your anger. I created the emotion, but you use it in the wrong way. Um, you compare yourself to others instead of me. You tell little white lies because you want to people please. You're lazy. But you try to fool everybody by looking really, really busy. You have a problem with lust? Time out. <laughs> I don't really have a problem with lust. You don't have a problem with lust. No, I can do it anytime I want. <sighs> Hang on a second. I mean, I, I got to admit, I, I feel like you've been doing some great work and I'm looking pretty good right now. All right, when you look in the mirror, who do you see? I see me. Okay, then I need to keep chiseling away because ultimately you and other people need to see my son. Okay, don't misunderstand me. It's just um, when I look more like Jesus, people get uncomfortable around me. I mean, even my church friends, and they're like, oh, you're holier than thou, you know? And, and I, don't, I don't think I'm supposed to make people uncomfortable. So what you're saying is you'd rather play God in certain areas of your life than for me to be God over your whole life. That is not what I said. It's what you meant. Yes, it is. Um... It's hard to talk to you. You know everything that I'm thinking. I'm just saying you've done some great work. Maybe we take a break, a sabbatical from each other, you know. I'll stay right here and then, you That's know. That's just it. You never just stay right there. You're either moving toward me or away from me, but never you just stay. What you're doing is called control. Do you want to control things or life or can I chisel? Control, chisel, control, no, chisel. No, chisel, chisel. All right. But can we chisel where I want? That's called control. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Now this right here, this secret sin that you keep running to whenever you're hurting, angry, lonely, tired, that you think you're fooling everybody, but it's making you a whitewashed tomb. Are you ready for me to chisel this out of your life? Yeah. See, it's a process. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's your whole life. And you care so deeply about what other people think of you. It's rubbish. It's garbage. The greatest thing you're ever going to hear is at the end of your life when you hear me say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what you keep your eye on. That's the prize. Heavenward.
Oh, that hurts. Oh, trust me, this hurts me more than it hurts you. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. I just, I don't think you understand this pain. Pardon me? You're asking me to sacrifice a lot, God. Don't talk to me about sacrifice. I know all about sacrifice. I sent my son to die on the cross for pain, for sin, but I also did it for another reason, to give you freedom. Do you know what insanity is? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. And there are things that you've been doing for years. These empty wells that don't have anything to offer. You've been going to them and it's insane. Allow me to chisel them out of your life. Um, allow me to produce character where you keep focusing so much on your image. Okay, but I was thinking. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Okay, but if we went another way. Your ways can... are not oh, my ways. Oh, I can't. You can't what? I, I, I can't be good. That's your excuse. That's your excuse is that you can't be good. It's not an excuse. I can't. Oh, my child. In the beginning, I said it was good. I made you good. Be good. Yeah, but you and I both... What? Nothing. No, what is it? Nothing, okay? You wouldn't understand. I, God of all the universe, wouldn't understand something one of my children has to say. Try me. It's just, um, I let you down so many times, God. No, my child. You were never holding me up. I hold you up with my victorious, righteous right hand. Never the other way around. In this relationship, I hold you up. Okay chisel away just just be prepared for what you're going to find in there because I know who's inside there because I get up every morning and I look at him in the mirror and I hate who I see because deep inside there this 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 little kid who gets up every morning and dresses like an adult and I go out and I, and I try to do what I'm supposed to do, but I can't, okay? I can't be who everybody else expects me to be. God, I can't even be who I want to be, much less who you created me to be. And so inside is this scared, stupid little kid. But you chisel away. Just be prepared. You have listened to so many voices for far too long that were not from me. And you have totally bought into the lie, haven't you? You think you're junk, don't you? When you lay your head down at night after you've done the dance to get the hug, you think you're junk. Listen to me. I don't take time to make junk. How can I show you that my love for you stretches as far as the east to the west? That How can I show you that my love for you has no end? I know. Reach your back pocket. What? Reach your back pocket. Why? Are you arguing with me? Reach your back pocket. Oh, God. Yes? I just meant, God, I'll do that right now. You're just saying my name in vain. Come on. It's, it's a name. It's a saying. It's a name above all names. It's more than a saying. It's more than a name. I want to teach you something about my name. Reach in your back pocket. Oh, my gosh. You know what that is? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a note. I, I wrote it when I was in college. How did you get this? Hello? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, read it. 
I love Angie. Other side. Sorry. Dear God, did I hear you right today? Did I hear you say that you love me? Even though you and I both know I've messed up so many times. Did I hear you say you want to use me? And I feel so useless. If you'll take me and use me, then God, I give you all that I am. Take me. I love you, God. I love you too. And I love you too much just to leave you where you're at. This salvation that you hold, I don't want it to be some sentimental gush or some head knowledge. I want you to work it out in every detail of your life. And when problems come and chaos happens, don't look at it as a, as a prison, but look at it as a father disciplines his child. A father disciplines the ones he loves. I know, but it's going to be tough. Yes, but you bought into the lie thinking everything was going to be easy when you gave everything over to me. There will be trouble in this world, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I want you to do something. I want you to look out there and I want you to say, Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Tommy is God's... No, not the way you see yourself or you try so desperately for others to see you, but maybe for the first time in your life, the way I see you, the way I created you. Tommy... God's original masterpiece. Yes, you are. And so are you. God doesn't make junk. You are an original masterpiece. So that's how I wanted to end today. You are God's original masterpiece. No matter what you've gone through, no matter what you're going through, God has a plan and a purpose for everything. Just be of good cheer. His grace and favor is all over you. So that's what I wanted, uh, or I, I believe God wanted to tell you guys today, that you are his original masterpiece. So I want everybody to stand up. And I just want to pray over you guys. <clears throat> thank you, Lord, O oh, Father God, for this day, O oh, Father God. I thank you, O oh, Father God, for your word, O oh, Father God. I thank you that you created each and every one of us, from the youngest to the oldest, O oh, Father God, with a plan and a purpose, O oh, Father God, even one that we can't even fathom, O oh, Father God. So I ask right now, O oh, Father God, in the coming days, O oh, Father God, that you reveal yourself to everyone, O oh, Father God. Reveal what it is that, why they are going through the process, or not even why, O oh, Father God. Show them, order their steps, O oh, Father God, that guide them. Let them trust that you are in every little thing of their life, the big, the small, everything, O oh, Father God. Everyone they encounter, O oh, Father God, is for a reason, O oh, Father God. So I thank you right now for each and every one of my brothers and my sisters, O oh, Father God. I ask again, O oh, Father God, that as they walk through this journey of life, O oh, Father God, that you um, teach them, oh, Father God, speak to their heart, oh, Father God, that um, you, you, 
you have created them for a purpose, O oh Father God. Whether they look at other people, oh, their call may be bigger than mine. No, everyone has a call on their life, O oh Father God. All for your glory, O oh Father God, for now and future generations, O oh Father God. So I thank you, O oh Father God. I thank you for the kids, O oh Father God, that they may also realize that you also have a plan and a purpose in their life, O oh Father God. And they may be the light to their parents, O oh Father God, that you are sovereign, O oh Father God, that you have... Um, great things for them, oh Father God, for their families, for their friends, oh Father God. So I ask right now this week, oh Father God, that you may reveal yourself like never before. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you've made us into a masterpiece. Hallelujah. Amen. Good word, good word. You fashioned uh, a masterpiece of a message. Praise God. One of the things that uh, for all you aspiring preachers and teachers, the greatest teachers, and look at Jesus himself, always uses a combination of a theme uh, and then rolls it out, shares some practical applications, some definitions, but then he goes into stories. Stories. So you want to be a great preacher, always include stories, it could be in video format, it could be your own testimony, but make no mistakes about it, words alone won't really do much, when you fashion a masterpiece, and by the way your testimony is a masterpiece because it's God working in your life amen, how many of you appreciate today's message amen good job, good job. amen, praise God by the way, our children get that every weekend, alright they get that every weekend, so praise God. We're, our children are in great hands. We're on our team, praise God. So if you need prayer, I'm going to make a prayer now. And I'm going to close out this part of the service. But if you need prayer, we'll have the altar open. In case uh, uh, if you need prayer for healing in your body, uh, there's an issue you'd like prayer for, maybe for your family. If you haven't come to Jesus yet, if you've been struggling with that, you say, you know, I don't know if I'm ready. Listen, you'll never be ready in the sense that you're not the one that does the work. God does all the chiseling for you. Amen. So if you want prayer, please feel free to get ready. I'm asking the ministers, the deacons to come to the uh, front and be ready once I finish the prayer. And also, um, deacon, so please come. I know you're here in town. It's good to see you. Praise God. I don't know why you left Florida to come here in the cold, but praise God. You came the better day. Saturday was a mess, but today's a little better. Praise God. Good to see you, sir. Praise God. So please feel free also to come up. Father, we thank you for your kindness, your love, your grace and favor. Thank you, Lord God, that in these ages, in these generations, Lord God, you have been kind to us. And you're kind to us, and now you're kind through us. Your grace is extended to us, and your grace is extended through us. So, Father, we praise you today. We thank you for your kindness. And as the world listens to many variations of what Christmas is. Father, give us the privilege and the opportunity to share the true meaning of Christmas to this generation, my God. That we might share your goodness, your kindness, your grace to this generation, my God. There's a lot of pain out there, Father. Lord, we're living a, a, a civil war of sorts. Lord, even through the election process, it's been very painful to this nation help us my God to be agents of healing my Lord that we would bring people back to you 
my God. Salvation is not found in a man. Salvation is not found in a woman. Salvation is found in you, my God. So we thank you that you have us in your hands, in your tender care. That in the coming days, Lord God, we'll see wild swings of moods, of emotions, Lord God. Maybe financially, Lord God. Uh, this nation, my Father, will roll through will go through terrible repercussions and challenges and changes. But Father, you are our rock. You are our stability. And because you're with us, Lord God, any shaking we will see, Lord God, will not compare to the stability that you'll give us, my Lord. And then you make us stable so that we can, other help to, we can also help to stabilize others. So help us, Father. Give us wisdom and strategy in the coming days, my God to be signposts, to be uh, lighthouses, my God, to others. Help us, Lord God, to share our testimonies of how you fashioned us, and how you're working in, out in our journey, my God. You're helping us to work things out. Father, thank you for your blessing upon your people. I pray that you strengthen us physically, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. I pray, Father, that you grant us boldness in the coming days, Lord, to stand for you, my God, in spite of what others might say. May we stand with grace. May we stand with dignity. May we stand with love, with agape. May we stand with confidence and faith. Hallelujah. We'll be careful to give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. And as we dismiss from this place, I pray that you would even guard us and keep us as we go to our journeys home. And some of us are going to go to fellowship together. Bless our, our, our fellowship. Bless our dinners, our brunches, Lord God. Our time, Lord God, that we might share today with family and friends. Lord, we praise you for it. I dismiss your people now, giving you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the name that is above all names, the Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. God bless you. Remember, you're blessed and highly favored. And let's bring somebody next week to this Christmas service. Looking forward to it. Hallelujah. Go be that blessing that God has called you to be.